the City Travel with Kids podcast, helping you plan big city trips with kids. Brought to you by Little City Trips. Hello, and thank you for joining us for this week's City Travel with Kids podcast. I am your host, Marta Correale, and today we're talking all about Singapore with our City Insider, Marianne Rogerson. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Kerry Hedrick. Hi, Kerry, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Now, today we are going to be hearing all about Singapore, and I have never been to Singapore, so I'm really excited about the episode, but I know you have been and you have loved it, haven't you? Yes, I've been to Singapore several times, only once with the kids, though. So we went okay. about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was over over our summer time, but pretty much any time of year it's quite hot in Singapore, as we're about to find out. But it's, right. it's definitely one of those amazing cities where there is so much happening for kids. It's almost hard to decide what to do with your time there. So really looking forward to taking a deep dive with Marion today and discussing what she thinks the absolute highlights are that we should oh. see on a city stopover. Wonderful, wonderful. I can't wait to hear because I hear a lot about Singapore. I hear it's a great place to have like almost an introduction to Asia, you know, with kids. And I've never been to Asia with kids. So that just really appeals to me. Yeah, I think I think you're right. When you say introduction to it's it's got all the wonderful things you love about Asia, but in a nice bite size kind of package. So, yeah, it'd be great. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, either Asia, I guess, you know, for first timers can be a bit overwhelming, you know, the idea of it at least. Before we get on to our Singapore interview, each week on our podcast, we like to highlight a question or a discussion from our City Travel with Kids Facebook group that we think would be useful to our podcast listeners. And today's question is, I only have about six hours in Singapore in between flights. Is there anything easy we can see in the city or shall we just stay in the airport? We have three kids, four, six and nine. Very interesting question, actually. Very interesting question and very familiar ages, actually. It's the same age that our children now are. So hopefully Uh I can help answer that question. Um, Marion can obviously cover this in a lot more detail when we get into the Singapore interview. But we have stopped over uh, briefly before. Mm. And in that time, you can actually do one of the free uh, Changi Airport tours. I think their recommended time is if you've got at least five and a half hours between flights, you can jump on one of the city tours. But it's also enough time that you could grab a taxi and see yourself into town to see some of the highlights as well. Uh, brilliant. That's great to hear because Singapore is very much a stopover city. You know, it's such, such a hub, you know. So it, this is, is- it is. Yeah, and I think one of one of the tough calls is whether you actually stay in the airport or get out, because it's also one of the most exciting airports to stop over in as well. Oh wow, and you know, airport and kids, you know, like <laughs> no, normally I would, I, yeah. <laughs> normally I would do anything to get out of the airport, but Changi has put so much effort into making it a a beautiful place to actually stop over in. But m- my personal preference is always to try and get out of the airport if time will permit. And, yeah, Singapore, you're only about, I think, about 30 minutes from town where the airport is. So it's quite easy to get a cab. You could go somewhere like Gardens by the Bay, spend a few hours there and then catch your connecting flight. Oh, the famous gardens. I've seen photos. They look absolutely amazing. It is one of those breathtaking, can't believe you're there kind of places. So, yeah, definitely an easy one you could fit in during a six-hour stopover. Wow. Well, that's wonderful. Like, I couldn't wait for this interview before and now, like, even more. So Mm -hmm. shall we focus on this week's destination? 
Yes, let's get into it. Brilliant. So Singapore is a very popular destination for all types of travelers. It is known for excellent food, rich and varied cultural influences and amazing modern architecture. But how family friendly is Singapore? What is there to do in Singapore with children? And is it a destination to consider if traveling with family? So earlier this week, I sat down with our Singapore expert, Marion, and found out everything there is to know about planning a trip to Singapore. Well, before we hear the interview, I just want to remind you that if you want to be kept up to date with all our latest episodes, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you have any questions about Singapore after listening to today's episode, or you have any other family travel questions, you can come and chat to us in our Facebook group, City Travel with Kids. We would love to see you there. You can also find lots of information about Singapore on our family travel guide on the Little City Trips website. Finally, I want to let you know that you will be able to find a copy of our show notes from today's episode on our website at littlecitytrips.com forward slash podcast. And we will link to any relevant and useful information mentioned in today's interview there. So without further ado, let's hear all about Singapore. I'm here today with Marianne Rogerson. For those of you who have not been introduced to Marianne before, she is our co-host here at City Travel with Kids podcast. She's also the co-editor of the Little City Trips website. She is the blogger behind Mum on the Move, and she's also published two books about Singapore, including her latest release, Singapore with Kids. She was resident in Singapore for seven years and is now a regular visitor. She knows everything there is to know about Singapore, so welcome, Marianne. Thank you, Kerry, and thank you for giving me an excuse to talk about my favourite topic, Singapore with kids. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your family and your time in Singapore? Sure. So um, we currently live in Sydney, Australia. I live here with my family, which includes my two kids who are aged eight and six. Uh, Both my kids were born in Singapore. Uh, As you said earlier, we lived there for seven years. And although we don't live there anymore, we still return frequently as tourists. And I quite like that because I feel it gives me a good insight to all the local places as a resident. But then I've also had to experience it as a tourist. So I've got to try out lots of the hotels and the tourist attractions and things. It's definitely the best of both worlds, isn't it? So what makes it such a great city with kids then? Well, it's funny because Singapore is often called Asia for beginners because it's clean, it's well organized, it has good public transport, everybody speaks English. And all of that, although it gets it criticism for being sterile and boring, it actually makes it a really easy city to travel with kids. Uh, it's also the most stroller friendly city in Asia. So you can take uh, your buggy anywhere with your kids in it, which makes it easy. And on top of all that, It just has a huge number of uh, visitor attractions that are great for families. That's great. So is there anything that visitors with kids should know before the first time they head to Singapore? The main thing to consider is the climate. Uh, It's really hot and humid all year round. So you really need to think about that, not only when you're packing for Singapore, but also when you're putting your itinerary together. Um, I think especially when you're traveling with kids, um, if if you're not used to the heat and humidity, it can be really exhausting for them. So I think if you're putting together your itinerary, it's great to bear that in mind. Don't try and fit too much into a day. And also build in some time where you can go indoors into the air conditioning or find one of the water play parks that are around Singapore. Is there a time of day that it's worse? Like, does it get more humid during the peak of the day or is it pretty consistent? 
It's pretty consistent. Um, it's always going to be hot. Obviously, um, mornings and evenings are cooler. The heat of the day, like lunchtime, will be hotter. But uh, if you're not used to the climate, then you're going to find it hot and humid at any time of day, really. And what about things like language barriers? You mentioned that everyone speaks English, so we shouldn't have any problems with that traveling around with our children? Not at all. Pretty much everybody speaks English. Uh, if you go into one of the local markets, you might find an elderly Chinese lady who doesn't, but that's pretty rare. Everywhere you go, all the signage is in English. They have four official languages in Singapore, but the most used is English. Fabulous. And what about currency? What what, what are we spending in Singapore? Uh, the Singapore dollar. Um, it's roughly the same as the Australian dollar. And it's often criticised for being a more expensive city. Is there any sort of a top saving tip you would recommend up front or places where we can, we can save a bit of our money? Um, it's hugely expensive. Um, if you want to save money, the main thing is uh, don't drink too much alcohol because that's the, the, the most heavily taxed thing there. Um, but there's plenty of free things. There's lots of parks, there's the beaches. And if you if you want to save money for eating out, for example, they've got the hawker centers, which is like the Singapore equivalent of street food. So you can actually eat uh, pretty cheaply. Fabulous. So how about we jump in and talk about the average traveller for Singapore maybe has two or three days as a stopover. Should we walk through what a three-day itinerary in Singapore might look like for a family? Sure. So if you have three days, you can fit in quite a lot in Singapore. It's a pretty small city. It's easy to get around. So you can do quite a few things in a day. Um, I would recommend if you're there with a the family uh, that you start off with uh, going to the zoo the Singapore Zoo is one of the best zoos in the world, uh, probably the best zoo I've ever been to. It's set in a natural rainforest setting, so it all feels very organic and natural. There's big enclosures, uh, there's no cages and bars and things, so it's a really nice atmosphere there. How do you get to the Singapore Zoo from the centre of town? Is it quite far? You said rainforest, and I guess I imagine tall high-rises when I think Singapore. Yeah, so the zoo is um, its in the north part of the island, so it's about a 20-minute drive. The easiest thing is to get a taxi taxi or a, or a Grab, which is the equivalent of Uber in Singapore. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty cheap uh, to get a taxi. There are buses as well, but if you're travelling with kids, I would, I would just stump up for the cash for a taxi. Sure. Um, so the, the best way to start your visit to the zoo they do a jungle breakfast um, where they put on a buffet and the orangutans swing in and come and have their breakfast next to you which is really pretty cool oh fabulous uh, you get to sit next to them while they're having their breakfast you get to have your photos taken with them and then they bring in other animals like snakes and things for the kids to play as well um, wonderful I would spend if you get there early now I really advise getting there for opening time especially if you're going during school holidays or at the weekend uh, so if you get there for 8 30 have the breakfast you could spend two or three hours there they have a fabulous water play area which is great to end up in um, because it's mm -hmm. in the rainforest it is hot and sweaty there so I would recommend taking your swimmers and let the kids cool off in the water park at the end of your visit if you get there early you can be out of there by lunchtime which is what we usually do we spend the morning there and then we head back into town for lunch and it sounds like taking bathers with you is pretty essential anywhere you go in Singapore. Yeah, I would. There are lots of uh, water play areas around and even just like fountains, um, like on the rooftops of some shopping malls and things. So it's always great oh, to fabulous. have fabulous. Um, yeah. And because it's hot, the kids will really appreciate being able to have some downtime in the water. Okay, and then where are we heading after the zoo? Um, I would head into Chinatown and go for a dim sum lunch. And then you could spend the afternoon wandering around Chinatown. 
Um, it's a really nice part of town. It's colourful. There's lots of little shops. There's uh, market stalls on the street selling souvenirs. Um, there's a, uh, temples, especially the Buddha Tooth Relic Temple and Museum, which is mm-hmm. it's quite stunning to look at. You can go inside. It's free to enter. If you're there at the right time, you can see the monks chanting. There's a really good museum in there. Um, there's also the Chinatown Heritage Center if you're interested in learning a bit about the history of the area or you can just wander around and look at the architecture and do some shopping. Fabulous. In the evening, um, I would either head to one of the hawker centers that I was talking about earlier, which is the the street food. Um, So they basically moved all the street food stores off the street and put them into these centers. So if you go into one of the hawker centers, you'll have anywhere from 20 to 100 stalls all selling different types of local food. It's all very cheap. There's two really good ones that are easily accessible in the city centre. One is called Lao Passat, which is in the middle of the central business district. And the mm-hmm. other is called Macan Sutra Gluttons Bay, which is in Marina Bay and has a nice, it's al, al fresco and has a view over the Marina Bay. Now, Marina Bay, that's the beautiful big uh, three towers with the, with the rooftop, is that correct? That's right. That's the Marina Bay Sand, which is the hotel that sits on Marina Bay. Uh, but Marina Bay is like the area, which is the bay itself. And there's lots of different buildings and hotels around it. You could also head down to that area if you didn't fancy going to a hawker centre. And there's two areas, one Fullerton and Clifford Pier, which are on the other side of the bay from the Marina Bay Sands Hotel. And so you could have an alfresco meal with the view of Marina Bay Sands there. And am I right in thinking there's a nighttime light show on the Marina Bay Sands? There is, yeah. I think it's at 8 o'clock every evening. So if you're at one of those restaurants at Clifford Pier, then you get to... Uh, view the light show while you're having your meal as well and that would be day one so i'm tired already all right day two (laughs) Uh, so uh day two um i'm going to recommend you go to universal studios singapore which is the movie themed uh theme park it has roller coasters for the older kids lots of little rides for the little kids everything's themed around like madagascar shrek sesame street it's a lot of fun my main advice if you want to go there is to get an express pass because like any theme park in the world, you are going to end up queuing for the rides. And believe me, you don't want to be doing that in Singapore in the heat and humidity with kids. It's just miserable. Is, is that true in and out of school holidays or are there worse times of year where the, where the queues are unbearable? I've been there both during the week, not in school holidays and during the weekend. And I still, I don't think it matters. I think you still want to get that express pass. It just makes your visit so much more bearable and like with all my recommendations for um, attractions in Singapore is to get there early you'll find Singaporeans tend to arrive places late morning so if you can get there early in the morning you'll definitely have less queues and is there a preferred place where you buy tickets for, for events in Singapore like, do you use an app on your phone? or? I think the Clue app is really good. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, is it an app or a website? I always use the website. But um, they generally have discounted tickets on there. We can put a link in the show notes to that. because um, Yeah, absolutely, where, where we get uh, discounted tickets for Singapore. Yeah. Um, and where are we heading to after Universal? Is that a full-day activity, half a day? You could probably do half a day. Um, now, you could have lunch in Universal Studios or now Universal Studios is within uh, the Resorts World Sentosa complex and there's lots of um, restaurants and hotels in that complex too. So if you, if you want to get a stamp on your hand, you can go out into the complex and find a whole range of different restaurants there to choose from. 
and then you can go back into Universal Studios if you want to. Otherwise, I would recommend afterwards just staying on Sentosa. For those who don't know, Sentosa Island is kind of known as Singapore's playground. It's filled with attractions, um, there's museums, there's beaches, there's loads of fun things to do with the kids there. So depending on how much energy you would have after Universal Studios, you could go and tackle some of those other attractions or you could just head down to the beach. So there's three beaches on Sentosa and all of them have got uh, beach bars, restaurants, clubs. Um, A lot of the beach clubs have swimming pools. They all do food, drinks. So it's a really nice place to end your day. Do you have a particular favourite that's family-friendly? They're all pretty family-friendly, really. Um, One favourite would be Tanjong Beach Club, which is right at the Mm -hmm. end. They have a swimming pool. It's family-friendly except on a Sunday, because Sunday it's like total party zone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you'd probably want to avoid that with your kids, and I don't think they allow kids in the pool on a Sunday either. On a Sunday, okay. Um, And then there's, um, well, there's, there's just lots. You can just walk along and choose which one you like the look of. And are there any free things to do on Sentosa? Uh, there is. Um, well, apart from the beach. So you, you do pay to get onto Sentosa Island. But once you're on there, all the public transport is free to get to the beaches or to the different attractions. There is actually a free war museum on Sentosa called Fort Siloso, where you can la- learn all about uh, the Singapore war history. It's pretty interesting. You can visit it as a self-guided walk. It has lots of wax models and recordings, uh, which uh, keeps it a little bit more entertaining for the kids. And there's plenty of space to run around. Also, just next to Fort Siloso, there is the Fort Siloso Skywalk, which is the tallest skywalk in Singapore. Uh, it's 11 stories high. Now, I actually haven't been on that skywalk, but I think you have, Kerry. I have. There's something in Singapore that I've done that you haven't. There we go. (laughs) And where are we spending our evening on this second day? I would just stay down at the beach. Um, The sun sets around seven o'clock in Singapore. So you could have an early dinner and just watch the sunset from the beach and just hang out in one of the beach bars there. Sounds fabulous. Okay. And then what's in store for day three? So I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson here. Um, when, uh, when Sir Stanford Raffles landed in Singapore and created his town plan, he kind of divided the city up into different ethnic enclaves. So we've already talked about Chinatown, which is one of them. There's also Little India. There's the Arab Quarter. So I would recommend on day three going and checking out Little India just because it's so different from the rest of Singapore and it's quite interesting to see. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of how I would imagine India to be, because I've never been to India, except really clean and organised, which I know is not what India (laughs) is like, but it's kind of that version of it. But it's fun, it's really colourful, there's shops playing Hindi music, you can get henna tattoos, buy sari material, they've got all the gold jewellery shops, Hindu temples, there's a really good wet market, which is like a local Asian food market, Um, So it's a really fun area just to look around and they do loads of amazing Indian food restaurants there as well. Um, So I'd start there and then head maybe to the aquarium on Sentosa. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take the kids there. It's a really good aquarium. It's quite a good way to get out of the heat of lunchtime, get into the aircon for a couple of hours. And then I would finish your day, spend the afternoon at the famous Gardens by the Bay. So if you've seen photos of Singapore, you've probably seen the super trees all lit up at night. That's Gardens by the Bay. They also have two massive uh, greenhouses, I guess they are. One is a cloud forest and one is a flower dome. You do have to pay to go into those, but they're worth um, going in. And again, it's a nice way to get out of the heat. Um, And also in Gardens by the Bay, they do have those big super trees. You can do an aerial walkway between them. There's also a free water play area for the kids. 
and you should hang around in the evening because they do a really cool light show mm-hmm. and that would be it that's our three days wow that's a lot to fit in in a few days but i know you've only just touched on the highlights really there haven't you i have yes there's still loads more to see <laughs> so, certainly most of what you mentioned there actually my family and i managed to tackle most of that in our three days oh, so well i'm feeling done. quite proud of ourselves <laughs> but there's a load that we missed i know we missed i think there's a night safari we missed and um, a lot of people also from singapore go up to legoland did you want to quickly talk to us about a few of the day trips that are possible if you're staying in Singapore a bit longer? Yeah, sure. So there's loads more attractions in Singapore itself. The main ones, I would say, if your kids are into wildlife and enjoy the zoo, like you said, there's the night safari where you can see all the nocturnal animals. There is the river safari, which is part of the zoo, and that's where you see the pandas. And there's also a big bird park called Jurong Bird Park. Away from animals, there's the Singapore Flyer, which is the big observation wheel. There's Adventure Cove Water Park if you want to go down some water slides. There is the Botanical Gardens, which are the other botanical gardens apart from Gardens by the Bay. And that's where you'll find the famous orchid gardens of Singapore. Mm -hmm. And there's loads of great museums. I would recommend the National Museum of Singapore if you're interested in learning about the history of Singapore. And there's the fabulous Art Science Museum, which is part of the Marina Bay Sands complex. And they have a really great interactive hands-on permanent exhibition that the kids love. And they also have really cool touring exhibitions. So just you know, look at their website and see what they've got on because they always have really cool exhibitions there that are great for families. Fabulous. We'll link that in the show notes as well. And then, um, like you said, going up to Legoland, if you want to, if um, you can do a day trip or you can stay overnight and you can just organise a driver from Malaysia to drive you up there. Now, I guess in terms of geography, do you want to quickly run people through? A lot of people just do a, a quick stopover in Singapore through the airport. How far is the airport from the city? And then once you're in the city, how easy is it to get around? Is, is there an ideal place to base yourself? Uh, so the airport is about a 20 minute drive from downtown Singapore. And Singapore itself, it's a small island. Apart from rush hour when it's raining, it's really quick to get around. <laughs> you can probably get from one end of the island to the other in 20 to 30 minutes, depending on traffic. So nowhere's very far. For families, where to base yourself I would choose either Sentosa Island or Marina Bay area Sentosa Island obviously because that's where a lot of the attractions are it's where the beaches are there's loads of really good family hotels there there's the Shangri-La Rasa Sentosa which is right down on the beach they've got a good kids club they've got water play area water slides an amazing pool there's also a Sofitel near the beach which is beautiful. They also have a kids club and a nice swimming pool. And they have an amazing spa, mums and dads, if you want to drop <laughs> your kids at the kids club. And then it, within Resorts World Sentosa itself, there's a hard rock hotel. There's the festive hotel that's really set up for families as well. If you don't want to stay on Sentosa, you prefer to be in the city, then Marina Bay is a good area to base yourself because it's you've got lots of uh, restaurants on your doorstep, you've got easy transport links, and there's all the big brands represented there, you know, Ritz-Carlton, Mandarin Oriental, Western, Sofitel, all of them, you've got your spoilt for choice, really. And what about those on slightly more of a budget? Do you have any budget picks for Singapore accommodation? Yeah, so there's um, the Holiday Inn Express are pretty good. There's one on Clark Quay, which is along the river, which is really close to the MRT, which is the subway system. And it has a rooftop swimming pool uh, and it has laundry facilities. Um, I think that would be my top pick, probably. Um, They also have one on Orchard, but um, I think the one on Clark Quay is the only one with the swimming pool. Nice. Um, I have to just also mention 
because it's my favorite hotel in Singapore, is the Shangri-La, which is kind of tucked away just off Orchard Road, which is the main shopping thoroughfare of Singapore. We've stayed there a few times, and it, the last time we went there, it just blew me away. They have a new um, family wing, which entire floor dedicated to family rooms and suites, including the most amazing two-bedroom themed suites you've ever seen. They also have a kids' club, an outdoor playground, an outdoor water play area, and this is all right in the center of the city. It's quite incredible. Wow. Sounds like a holiday in itself. It is. It's like a it's like a beautiful holiday resort, but it's right, you know, a ten minute walk in from Orchard center. Road, yeah. That's fabulous. Now we touched on eating out. I know eating out with kids can be one of the most difficult things and especially families that aren't that familiar with Asian food. What would you recommend? You, you you've obviously mentioned the hawker markets in a few of the places. Have you got some particular favourites that you think work well with tourists? Yeah, do you know, um all restaurants in Singapore are pretty family friendly. I haven't really been anywhere where they haven't been welcoming to children unless you're talking about some of the top three Michelin starred places everywhere is very friendly the Chinese restaurants particularly uh, it's not uncommon to find big tables of Chinese families with three generations all eating together there is a chain called Crystal Jade that has everything from very basic noodle joints up to fine dining Chinese restaurants they're all very family friendly and there's also um, I don't know if you've heard of it the dumpling restaurant Din Tai Fung there's about 90 of them in Singapore like every shopping mall has one that's my kids favorite and then yeah the hawker centers and also most shopping malls have food courts as well where you can eat really cheap and have a great selection of food that sounds great now just some final thoughts about um visiting Singapore is there any particular books that we should buy in advance or resources or is it all fairly self-explanatory well there's my book of course (laughs) I was I was hoping you might mention that So yes, Singapore with Kids, it's available as an ebook or paperback on Amazon. And then obviously your Lonely Planets and what have you. But my book is obviously much more targeted to families. To the, to the family audience. And what will you find inside the Singapore with Kids book? What sort of guides do you have in there? Uh, so I cover um, the main attractions, itineraries, a bucket list, uh, where to stay, where to eat. So I've got quite a comprehensive uh, section on food because, like you say, I think uh, if you're new to Asia, it can be quite daunting. So I've tried to break it down and make it a bit more uh, user-friendly. I've also put in some walking guides. I think Singapore is a really great city for walking. And like I talked about those different enclaves earlier, you can kind of do each area as a walking tour. Um, so I've done a walking tour of three different areas together with almost like a scavenger hunt for the kids to keep them entertained along the way oh it's always a really good idea in cities isn't it it's one of my favorite favorite things to do with the kids now they're a bit older yeah and i think it's uh, singapore's so easy because you can you can take your stroller everywhere so it's a really easy walking city unlike somewhere like hong kong which is just crazy trying to walk around with the kids <laughs> and you, you mentioned being able to take your buggy or your stroller onto the public transport how does that work in singapore uh, yeah, you can take it onto the bus, you can take it down into subway. Most subway stations, or the MRT as it's called, most uh, stations have lifts. Uh, they all have escalators, so it's pretty easy as well. And are we paying for kids on public transport there? Under five, I believe, travel for free. I'll need to check that. But it's all on our um, How to Get Around Singapore guide on the website. Helpful link. Thank you, Marion. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's been really helpful to, to understand what we can do with such a short time. I think a lot of people only give a very short time to stop in Singapore. But as you can see, there's a lot to do there. So it's well worth giving it a longer break than just a fly through. Absolutely. I think it was always a traditionally a stopover city, but I think people are now realising how much there is to do. You could easily have a week's holiday there. Yeah, fabulous. So are there any other essentials we should be packing for our Singapore trip? 
Uh, well, I think we talked about the stroller. Always good if you're going to be walking around a lot. Um, and also, if you want to bring a baby carrier, I would make sure that it's lightweight and breathable because you're going to sweat underneath that. Um, mm-hmm. Other things I think are great is to bring a reusable, refillable water bottle for both yourselves and the kids. It's safe to drink the water in Singapore. You can drink the tap water, unlike the rest of Asia. Uh, so you can fill it up in the morning at your hotel, fill it up at lunchtime, and um, you know, so that you don't contribute to the awful plastic pollution that's happening in Asia at the moment. Are there fountains around Singapore, then free fountains? No, nothing that exciting. But, but you're safe to fill up from, say, a bathroom tap? Uh, yes, yeah, you should be, yeah. Uh, also, I would bring an umbrella with you. The weather in Singapore is very changeable. It might look like a beautiful morning. Uh, it very likely going to end in a downpour. Um, <laughs> or if it's a very hot day, you might want to use it as a sunshade, as the locals do. Great tip. And then apart from that, it's just really, yeah, lightweight clothing. I think have a look at our packing list on the website on Little City Trips um, for lots of ideas of what to pack. Yeah, definitely. We will link that in the show notes for anyone who's interested in getting a complete packing guide for Singapore. Now, we like to finish our interviews with a fast five questions about your city. So I hope you're ready. Okay, go for it. If there's one hidden gem that we won't find in the guidebooks, what is it? Okay, well, it's not exactly hidden because it's right on the beach uh, on Sentosa. But it is new, so it won't be in any of the guidebooks yet. And it's called Nestopia. And it's uh, an adventure playground that's actually part of the Shangri-La Rasa Sentosa Resort. It's set right on the beach. It's got two really cool looking long slides. And it's located right next to a pizza restaurant which is right on the beach so perfect for feeding the kids afterwards now if there's one thing we're going to spend a lot of money on in singapore and it seems like there's quite a few but what's the one thing we really should spend a lot of money on in singapore it's going to be your afternoon cocktail <laughs> I think. and go on a favorite place for having that oh well you've got to go to one of the roof bars the roof bars in singapore are fabulous there's so many of them you can just drink a cocktail with an amazing view and tell me am i getting a singapore sling no, definitely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're horrible. They're really sickly and sweet. <laughs> and what's the one thing we should save our money on that's perhaps slightly overrated? I would skip the fine dining restaurants and go to a hawker centre because you just get such amazing food and it costs you really little money and definitely worth it. Um, if there's one app I'm going to download to my phone before I go, what is it? It would be Grab, which, as I said, is the equivalent of Uber in Singapore. They also There's a taxi app. I actually would download both because if you find yourself when it's raining or it's rush hour, it can be pretty hard to get one. So I usually hedge my bets and I book a taxi and a Grab at the same time and see which one picks <laughs> me up first. And if there's somewhere we could go, grab a coffee, have a wonderful view and sit and watch the kids play in the playground, where would we be sitting? I would be at the water play area in gardens by the bay again it's a free water play area and there is a little coffee shop next to it and you have the view of the marina bay sands and the super trees fabulous well thank you very much marion for running us through singapore it's somewhere we we have not given enough justice to over the years certainly um every time we stop we stay an extra day or two and keep finding more and more things to do so thank you very much for running us through your home city today no problem thank you and marion where else can our listeners find out more about you You can also find me on my own blog, which is mumonthemove.com or follow me on Instagram and Twitter where my handle is hungrymaz. So that's a wrap for Singapore for this week. We look forward to bringing you a new city and a new three-day itinerary in the next episode of City Travel with Kids. (laughs) 